This week on Into the Podverse, we're exploring diverse podcast stories, don't we always? Anyway, we're covering global connections via the Young God podcast and Spotify's challenges despite success. We peek into the podcast neighborhood's health, discuss Google's move to YouTube music, and dig into apologies with Hidden Brain. Investigative tales like the haunting secrets of Alabama's Devil Playground and inspiring successes like Redirection stand out for us. And lastly, we'll learn from Danny Brown about content over numbers in podcasts. Welcome to Into the Podverse with your host, Tony Doe. This is where innovation meets storytelling and challenges transform into opportunities. So join me, Tony Doe, on an auditory journey that unveils the secrets of this burgeoning medium. Uncover the hidden gems of podcasting from my perspective and with exclusive interviews from the masters of the podverse. Rodney, the host of the Young God podcast, recently shared a heartwarming encounter with a fan from Senegal, whose name's Ameth. Um, is short for Mohammed. Well, in Senegal, they use TH at the end and we use D over here, so it's uh, it's uh, short for Mohammed, rather. So um, Ahmed credited the podcast, that's the Young God podcast, for positively shaping his life as a better Muslim and entrepreneur. Fascinating. Now, what does Ahmed do? He's a legal translator from Senegal who recently joined the Young God community on WhatsApp. His story beautifully illustrates the global reach of Rodney's podcast. Ahmed stumbled upon the podcast through his love for specialty coffee, discovering Zuma coffee, which eventually led him to Rodney's brewing posts and finally to the podcast itself. Now, for those who don't know, Zuma are brand partners with um, the Young God podcast. So Rodney has a lot of videos on Instagram, on his social media feeds where he's... uh, brewing his uh, coffee usually and um, sharing one or two uh, sound bites. Ahmed's journey highlights the unexpected paths through which people discover podcasts, showing how shared interests like coffee can pave the way to meaningful connections and discoveries. Ahmed's experience adds another layer to the narrative of how Rodney's storytelling resonates across continents and cultures impacting lives in a way beyond geographical boundaries. It's a testament to the diverse avenues through which podcasts connect us and enrich our lives. We live in a world today where differences often dominate headlines, but stories like these remind us of the common threads that bind us together. Podcasting, with its ability to share stories, ideas, and perspectives, has the incredible ability to break barriers and enrich lives, regardless of where they are in the world. It's a reminder that the human experience, despite its diversity, is interconnected, and platforms like podcasts serve as a testament to that unity. In the past week, the spotlight fell heavily on Spotify, and it wasn't for their hit playlist or trending tracks. Instead, It was all about layoffs, show cancellations, and the surprising departure of their CFO, all while the company seemed to be posting positive quarterly figures. It's like a catchy tune suddenly hitting a sour note. First off, let's talk layoffs. 
Spotify gave the boot to a significant chunk of its workforce, which is never good news. Three rounds of layoffs in a year is a tough pill to swallow, not just for those directly affected, but also for the industry watching closely. It raises big questions about the company's strategy and direction. Then there's the show cancellations. These weren't just any shows. Some were award winners. To cut ties with acclaimed content, including Pulitzer Prize-winning work, is eyebrow-raising, to say the least. It's like tossing out gold records just because they don't fit the playlist anymore. And on top of all this, the CFO steps down. Now, usually, when a company is doing well, you'd expect the financial folks to be celebrating with a victory dance, not heading for the exit. It's like the DJ leaving the party when the dance floor is packed. What makes this whole saga more puzzling is that Spotify isn't exactly singing the blues in terms of profits. Their quarterly success seems to be humming along just fine. So why the shakeup? Spotify might be facing challenges that numbers alone don't reveal. Maybe they're returning the strategy or adjusting to changes in the music and podcasting landscape. Or perhaps they're trying to hit a different groove, one that doesn't sync up with their previous hits. This raises bigger questions about the streaming giant's future. Is this a temporary glitch in their melody, or are they composing a whole new tune altogether? And what does this discord mean for the broader music and podcasting industry? For now, Spotify's recent moves have left the industry scratching its head, eagerly waiting to see what track they drop next and how it'll resonate with listeners and creators alike. The Podverse is more than just big players like Spotify. I know, I know, we're still on it. It's like a big neighborhood with lots of different houses. Now, while Spotify's recent actions like layoffs and canceling shows have made a splash, they don't tell the whole story. There's a bunch of other things we can look at to see how healthy the podcast community really is. First up, let's check out the smaller independent podcasters. They might not be as famous, but they're doing their thing and growing in their own ways. These guys often bring a fresh perspective and don't rely on big company deals. Then there are the people who listen to podcasts and talk about them online or at meetups. If there's a lot of chatter and excitement, it's a sign that people are really into it. Another thing to peek at is how podcasters make money. Sure, Spotify deals are one way, but there are others like ads, selling stuff, or even live events. Technology is changing too, making it easier for anyone to start a podcast today. So looking at these new tools and gadgets shows how the community is growing and there's been a lot of that in 2023. Keeping an eye on how the podcast world handles challenges tells us a lot. If they bounce back and keep going strong, then we know it's a good sign. So instead of just looking at what big companies like Spotify are doing, let's peek into these different areas to get the full picture of how healthy and lively the podcasting neighborhood really is. Google is shutting down its standalone app called Google Podcasts in the US by around April 2024. And instead, they're moving all podcasts over to YouTube Music. To make this transition smooth, Google is creating a tool to help people switch their podcast subscriptions from Google Podcasts to YouTube Music or other podcast apps. This tool will show up in Google Podcasts soon and will guide users through the process. This change means that podcasters will have better tools and stats on YouTube Music. 
Google hopes this move will attract more listeners since YouTube already has a huge audience. For now, Google Podcasts will work in the US until March of 2024, giving people time to move their subscriptions until July 2024. They're also improving YouTube music for podcasts by letting you continue from where you stopped, marking episodes as listened to, and automatically downloading new episodes for offline listening. Plus, they're making it easier to play podcasts using Google Assistant in cars and on wearable devices. This decision came after Google noticed that more people use YouTube for podcasts compared to their standalone podcast app. It's part of their plan to focus more on YouTube for podcast content. Other podcast apps like SiriusXM Stitcher have shut down recently too, showing changes in the podverse. So Google Podcasts is going away and YouTube Music will become the main place for podcasts on Google. However, not all of us are excited about that. So I found a thought-provoking piece by a new friend I just made, Frank Rochobi, on the Hidden Brain Podcast. It's a show about apologies and human behavior. It's eye-opening how something as simple as saying I'm sorry holds layers of complexity. Apologizing isn't just about admitting fault. It's a negotiation of power and control. The discussion unwraps the reluctance to apologize, linking it to a fear of losing control and a boosting feelings of integrity by refusing to admit wrongdoing. It's intriguing to see how societal dynamics play into our ability or inability to offer sincere apologies. This snippet isn't just about apologies. It's a glimpse into the human psyche. It highlights the complexity of relationships, forgiveness, and the importance of genuine remorse. It got me thinking about the deeper meaning behind apologies and the significant role they play in rebuilding connections. Frank Ricciopi's newsletter, Earworthy, recommends podcasts like Hidden Brain and taps into these thought-provoking discussions. Podcasts like these might not give direct solutions, but they certainly offer useful insights into human behavior, potentially guiding us towards better understanding and perhaps even solutions to our social intricacies. There is a podcast that explores the eerie remnants of the Devil's Playground in rural Alabama, USA. It is both riveting and unsettling. Josh Webb's investigative journey into this abandoned compound, rife with whispers of alleged child abuse and medical malpractice, is a hunting delve into the unknown. The atmosphere of mystery and dread surrounding the untouched belongings, medical files, and discarded toys left behind in the compound creates an airy backdrop for Webb's exploration. His meticulous pursuit of the truth, peeling back layers of secrecy and misconduct, paints a disturbing picture of what might have occurred within those secluded walls. The focus on Dr. Charles McIntyre, a figure linked to the compound and shadowed by allegations of overbilling, boundary violations, and even practicing medicine after losing his license, adds a chilling dimension to this investigation. It raises profound questions about ethical boundaries of medical practice, and the potential risks that lurk behind closed doors. What's particularly striking is Webb's tenacity in unraveling this tangled web of events, shedding light on the possible implications of medical practices 
conducted within the Devil's Playground. The title, Why They Left, captures the essence of the mystery haunting this forsaken place, leaving audiences pondering the motives and the untold stories behind its abandonment. This podcast doesn't merely scratch the surface of a forgotten location. It plunges deep into the realm of the unknown, challenging perceptions and potentially uncovering disturbing truths about the human capacity for wrongdoing. What makes Dr. Terry Carell Reed's podcast, Redirection, a hit? It's not just about numbers. Though they're pretty impressive, she has tons of downloads and high ratings. It's really about how she's doing it. She's all about bringing people together. Her community, the TK tribe, isn't just about getting followers. It's a safe space to connect, learn, and have fun. Plus, she's making sure everyone feels included. She's got sign language interpreters, short clips for quick bites, and even cool videos to show raw emotions. What's unique is her angle. Instead of just famous names, she's bringing in real people with amazing stories. And here's the best part. She's doing good with her podcast. What do I mean? She's supporting a cause she believes in, raising a ton of money for charity. Now that's what makes Redirection stand out. It's not just a podcast. It's a movement that's touching lives everywhere, and that's pretty incredible. You can read more about her story in the show notes. My good friend Debola Dibanjo has been on an incredible journey. She's a storyteller and journalist who's been rocking the media world for over 10 years. Starting from scratch, she's worked hard to become a top-notch broadcaster. She's done amazing stuff for the BBC, especially in sports, and even got a degree from FIFA Masters, now that's a big deal. Now she's at FIFPRO, the worldwide representative organization for 65,000 professional footballers worldwide, doing cool things with content and communication, even launching them on TikTok to connect with younger people. Her role at the Summit Radio Days Europe 2024 next year is a big deal for me because she knows a lot about radio, podcasts, and sports, and especially how to get young folks interested. Dibola's journey from being someone full of potential to a respected speaker is a proud moment for me and everyone else who knows her. She's showing us what hard work and passion can achieve. So congratulations, Oremi. You're an inspiration to us all. Shout out to Danny Brown, whose podcast, One Minute Podcast Tips, just turned a year old. To celebrate, Danny got a number of his podmates to share very insightful tips on a special episode. It was an honor to be on it, and the link is in the show notes. Meanwhile, he also has a message for you, dear podcaster. And he says, don't get caught up in the numbers game. Focus on creating high-quality content for your audience. Prioritize delivering something meaningful. When you offer real value, support and success will naturally follow. It's about the substance of what you create and not just the statistics. It might take a while, but keep your focus on crafting something remarkable. Inugu.
Satisfaction, numbers going up and the show's gaining traction. Call to action, suggest you hit the like button. Leave a rating and review, and I'll get back to you. Hope you enjoyed the show. I would like to know what you think. Share your thoughts below. <laughs>